Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. KSL's Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I have an announcement to make. I am a hashtag girl dad. I'm a girl dad. I just learned about this last night. Uh, and it's the coolest thing. Uh, not long after the tragedy in California when we lost uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and all the rest on that uh, helicopter crash, this hashtag started swirling around. We were uh, flooded with imagery of Kobe Bryant and his young daughter, and it gave way to uh, fathers recognizing the, the, the special bonds they had with uh, their own daughters. And the folks here at KSL Sports, they did a fascinating thing. Uh, you see folks like Jeremiah Jensen and, and the whole Alex Keery's on there. Uh, there's a video. I've shared it on my Lee Lonsberry Facebook page. And it is all of the, the fathers in the, the, on the sports team here at KSL talking about the special relationships that they have with their, uh, their little daughters. They share what it means to them to be girl dads. Uh, anyway, I'm a girl dad, and I'm pretty excited about it. Little Piper was here on Friday. We told a, a fun little story about her mom and how uh, we got together and started dating right here in the KSL newsroom. Uh, anyway, I'm going to carry this title uh, with pride, girl dad. And also, I'm going to welcome onto the program Mitch Harper with KSL Sports. Mitch, sir, how you doing? Hey, doing greatly. I, I like you. I'm, I'm a proud girl dad as well. I have a three-year-old uh, daughter, so it's it's great to be a girl dad. Well, hold, hold on a second. That means you. See, mine's only three months old. You've got about a three year head start on me. Uh, before we get into this topic here, give me a piece of advice. I would say the biggest thing is expect them to be uh, completely sassy and basically control control your world. Because I have two boys as well, but it's just a little bit different relationship with with your daughter as a father. So I, I expect they're just she's gonna. Control your world is a good thing. All right, let me take note of that. She will control my world <laughs> full of sass. Okay, I've got that written down. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Uh, now tell me, you, you and I are speaking this morning because there was an announcement made uh, just recently out of Brigham Young University. There's been for years and years a, a very popular uh, basketball camp there at the university, but it's been for boys. Uh, w w what's the mm -hmm. new announcement? Yeah, so, I mean, BYU basketball is going to be having a father and daughter uh, basketball camp coming up this summer. This uh, night, which you heard here on KSL News Radio, and and uh, it's pretty cool because, like you mentioned, the the fathers and sons camp that's always taken place on Memorial Day weekend has been a really uh, a, a fan favorite for BYU alums and their sons and families and whatnot. But there hasn't been anything for for the girls. And, and Mark Pope, the head coach of BYU basketball, he's got four daughters himself, and he's a proud girl dad as we're talking about and and he you know kind of led this charge to 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 lead up a new fathers and daughters camp at byu very cool uh you think that we could sneak our uh, our daughters in there yours only three mine mine three months old you think they have categories for them yet maybe i maybe maybe they can get some i, I there's all the details haven't been hammered out yet mark pope mentioned that uh, uh they're still kind of in the final stages oh, of working this uh, is great working it all out but 
but it's so maybe there's a chance that we can get in the mix there, Lee. Absolutely. And here's the thing: I, if I've learned anything uh, in my few short years of life, it's that when organizations and plans are in their formative stages, that is a great time to slip in there and insert the things that you'd like to see happen. So you, here's my charge to you: you're well connected. You know about uh, you know Coach Pope. You probably got him on speed dial right now. Why don't you suggest the the infant league, obviously, uh, the toddler league, uh, and we'll let him handle the other age groups, but uh, have him put in place an infant league. Infants are probably good at basketball, right? They're resilient, young, pliable. Uh, I think it could work out. Give it a shot, will you? Yeah, no no doubt. I got the little tyke hoop. I've seen her shoot some hoops on the little tyke, so yeah, I think <laughs> I think this thing's a go. All right, Mitch Harper with KSL Sports. Sir, I'm grateful to you for giving us this info. No worries, Lee. Take care. All right. Uh, that's Mitch Harper with KSL Sports. The the, the news uh, is that at BYU, the basketball coach there, the head basketball coach for the men's team, has announced that in addition to the father-son basketball camp that's been going on for a good long time, there now will be a father-daughter uh, basketball camp. Now, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You may not care about that. Your daughter might not be into basketball. But <laughs> I've got a little bit of a bias going on now. And I'm just learning how to become uh, hashtag girl dad. And so any little story that I come across, any bit of information that I find coming across my email or shared with me by producer Amy or anyone, if it gives me the excuse to talk about beautiful little Piper, you can bet you that I'm going to take it. Now, uh, before we go, I make a few invitations. Of course, the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. Uh, you can see this story about the basketball camp there uh, on the app, as well as the story I mentioned about scooters earlier on. Again, KSL News Radio app available where you download them, powered by Any Hour Services. I've got a few minutes left, and there was a list I was working on sharing with you earlier in the program. I got so excited about the presidential pardon story. I am so easily uh, distracted by rabbit holes. I can find myself on like Wikipedia, YouTube binges uh, that go on for hours and I become an expert at the most (laughs) specific and narrow topic uh, which would bore anyone but myself. And this one though I I think you might be interested. And I I got curious. This all started yesterday of course when it was announced by President Trump that he would be commuting the sentence of former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. Well that happened. We heard from the former governor this morning and as I was uh, laying in bed last night thinking about today's show, I started Googling around and reminding myself of a number of the high-profile presidential pardons which have taken place throughout history. We got partway through that list earlier. I wanted to continue that now. Uh, this is some of the ones we mentioned earlier. Uh, President Clinton <laughs> President Clinton uh, pardoned his younger half-brother. He had a, a cocaine conviction in the 80s, served a year, and uh, Bill Clinton, during his tenure as president, pardoned uh, that brother of his. Uh, the, the, the sad news, not a year after the pardon was handed down by Big Brother Bill, uh, Bill Clinton, that is, uh, younger brother, uh, I think his name was Roger. Uh, yeah, Roger Clinton Jr. He got himself into some trouble again, locked up. So I'm not sure if, if uh, there's precedent yet set for an individual receiving two pardons. Who knows, maybe uh, Roger Clinton Jr. will give us an opportunity. So let me go back in time a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go back as far as, let's see, Richard Nixon uh, pardoned Jimmy Hoffa fascinating. Uh, actually, I'm wrong. He didn't pardon him. He commuted the sentence. Remember, we we learned the distinction between those two things earlier on. To pardon is to essentially wipe clean the record 
uh, and then to commute a sentence is if you are an individual currently serving a sentence and the president commutes your sentence, that means uh, bingo boingo, you're out of jail. That's what happened with Rod Blagojevich, um, uh, and that's how he finds himself a free man today. So Richard Nixon commuted the sentence of Jimmy Hoffa in 1971. That's fascinating. Next up, Gerald Ford. Maybe one of the highest profile uh, pardons of all time, Gerald Ford pardoned, granted a full and unconditional pardon in 1974 for former President Richard Nixon. That was just before he could be indicted in that Watergate Watergate scandal. That was the first and only time a U.S. president has received a pardon. Absolutely fascinating. Now, Gerald Ford pardoned another individual. Fascinating. Especially in light of all of the debate that took place on the East Coast with the Confederate monuments. Gerald Ford posthumously uh, restored the full rights of citizenship, essentially pardoning uh, Robert E. Lee. Jimmy Carter, the president who succeeded Gerald Ford, pardoned Jefferson Davis. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Didn't know about that one. Uh, Jimmy Carter also uh, commuted a sentence for G. Gordon Liddy. Uh, He was another character in the Watergate stuff. Now, the last one I want to share with you is from Ronald Reagan. He, this is fascinating. (laughs) You know the name George Steinbrenner, uh, late owner of the New York Yankees? Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan pardoned George Steinbrenner in January of 1989. Now, you're asking yourself, what was Steinbrenner's crime? He was, I had no idea, he was convicted of an illegal campaign contribution to Richard Nixon. George Steinbrenner, uh, the late owner of the New York Yankees, pardoned by Ronald Reagan. Uh, Thanks for enduring that list of stuff. I find it interesting. Uh, You may or may not. Uh, If so, let me know. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. That sound there means it's time for me to say goodbye. Tomorrow, we're going to break down all the goings-on of the Democratic debate here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. Next up, Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.